0: You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network.
1: Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza.
0: Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability.
1: This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, welcome to the show, thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, I am your disabled dick smith, Andrew Gerza, so get comfy, cozy, and crippled, and let's get started. We are already at episode 139, and holy wow, that's amazing, thank you so much for listening, I really appreciate it, That's ama- that's so great, thank you, thank you, thank you. I never thought this show would go more than a few months, more than a few episodes, and we're almost at three years. In September, it'll be three years. Holy wow. Thank you. But I want to let you know that in episode 138, last week, you heard me talk about Gimson Grinder Part 2, Ableless Apples, And I thought, you know what, I want to hear your journeys of going on the social media and trying to find that D as a disabled person and what that's been like for you. I want to hear those stories. So I thought we could do it as a minisode. If you want to write in a minisode about your times on, on Grindr, Scruff, Tumblr, Tinder, all the places where we go to meet people on Instagram, write in your stories and let me know the things that have happened to you on the apps. I'd love to hear disabilityafterdark at gmail.com and let's get those minisodes starting again. On the program today, I sit down with Thomas Dixon, who reached out to me back in March, actually earlier than March, we recorded in March, he reached out to me saying, I sustained a traumatic brain injury some years ago, and I want to talk to you about how that has affected my memory, which has affected my sex life, and I was like, that's a cool thing that we could talk about, I never really considered memory and sexuality and disability is a thing we would ever talk about. So he said, I want to talk to you about that. And I, and I said, okay. So he came on the show, and we chatted about how his traumatic brain injury affected his sex life, his memory, and how he uses this, this program he's created called Memory, which helps him to log his memory, which in turn helps him make his intimacy and his relationships with people better because he's able to write down things and remember it and remember it in a way that he wants to in a way that will bond him with the person or make him feel sexually aroused or all these things and we have a really fun conversation about all that stuff and i was really excited to invite him on and i'm excited for you to hear the interview so here's my interview with thomas dixon right now on disability after dark
0: Okay.
1: Thomas Dixon, hello. Welcome to Disability After Dark.
0: Hello, Andrew. Thank you for having me on.
1: I am so excited, and you hounded me down to get this happening, because it's (laughs) taken me a while to... (laughs) It took me a while to figure out dates and times to record, and I'm so glad you kept on me, because I can be really... I'm really bad at scheduling my own guests sometimes, (laughs) So thank you for being so diligent about that.
0: Well, I'm glad that we were both excited to have me on the uh, podcast. I was definitely intrigued. Um, that, you know, a podcast that covers both disability and sexuality, how much that needs to be happening, and how much it's not in uh, popular media. So I was really glad to be involved as a result.
1: it's uh, Well, thank you. It's one of the few shows out there that really does this. Um, so I'm really proud of it. And I love how... how you sent me, um, you sent me a form and just said, hi, I want to talk about, um, memory loss and and sexuality, and I was like, wow, I don't, I never had received a form like that before, so I was immediately excited to chat with you.
0: Yeah, well, this is a very, uh, common issue, area of disability, um, You know, it's one that isn't talked about much, and we have a rapidly aging population in the U.S., people whose memories are getting worse. You know, people in general, your memory gets worse it doesn't get better as you get older. So a lot of people who are still having sex still want to have healthy sex lives and dealing with issues of memory, either severe or less so, but still issues of memory and wanting to talk about how do we handle memory and sexuality together. So I'm glad that you were open to that as a discussion.
1: It's such a cool—it's a cool area of disability because we don't consi- we don't talk about memory loss as something that is can happen to you in your younger years. We think about, like you said, we do think about it in terms of like dementia, Alzheimer's. For the older population, we do—we start talking about it when you're older. But really, if you're a young person, you have memory memory issues. We don't really talk about that in, a lot. So mm-hmm. before I go too too deep into that, I want to have you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and tell us what you do, and tell us why you're here.
0: Okay. Well, uh, hi everybody. I'm uh, Thomas Dixon. Um, I am the inventor of Memory, a digital memory mobile app. Um, I invented it after I was hit by a car on November twenty second, two thousand ten. And sustained a type of traumatic brain injury, which has caused me to have severe episodic memory loss. Um, Episodic memory is your ability to say, when did I last have Chinese food? Oh, yeah, right. It was at that restaurant with this friend at that time. I've lost a lot of that ability. So I still know my life overall in that I know I like that Chinese restaurant. Um, I know who my friend is but then you start putting the win in there and you start putting a lot of variables together and it can be very hard to keep track of it all. Um, So, yeah, I said, well, I have this disability. After my injury, doctors said to me, well, why don't you write down a memory in a notebook? And I laughed and I said, guys, this is, it was 2010 when I was hit, you know, by the car. And I said, are you kidding me? The same person who said, write down your memory in a notebook, took out their cell phone and did something with it. And I felt the cognitive dissonance was tremendous. I said, why aren't we using, with patients now, with memory issues, digital strategies? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, at I went ahead and... At that time, like, the iPhone had just come out, really? Like, like, technology was really starting at that point? Like, that was, that was almost 10 years ago already. Holy wow. But, like...
0: It's, yeah, it's surprising. It's almost a decade since my injury. Yeah, yeah. But at that time, I had, like, a BlackBerry or whatever was around that time, you know? Because that was the case... Um but yeah maybe the iPhone was just coming around then but anyway I said well no let me I'll use Twitter privately as my memory so that's what I did for a few years I was tweeting my own memory to myself and um that was interesting to I started getting some media attention as a result of sharing my story about using Twitter uh privately as a form of memory
1: so you created an account just for yourself to like Read every day and to yeah. look at and say, like, I'm okay, I'm going to be like, today I want to know what I ate for breakfast. So I'm going to scroll through my Twitter yeah. timeline and see what I ate for breakfast today.
0: Exactly. I was updating my Twitter memory, and I was just scrolling through recent entries. Now, if I wanted to do something, like a deeper search, Twitter lets you download your archive. Mm-hmm. And you can open it as, like, a spreadsheet. And you can control it. You can search all of that. But I'd have to do that when I was at a computer or something. So I really needed to change and create my own app uh, for the purposes of using it as a digital memory, and that's what I've been using memory as, a fully searchable artificial memory while I've been walking around and in my sex life and in my romantic life, professional really. It's like in all gamuts, in all areas of uh, life.
1: That's such a... And I remember you... Should, like, I, I watched the video, which I'll post um, to the Disability After Dark Twitter once this comes out, but... It was such an interesting idea because the people that spoke in that little clip I saw said, you know, we do that all the time already. We're already doing that. Like, we're already doing it. We're not calling it, like, memory stuff. We're calling it a post. But most of us are doing that already every day. We post stuff. And then we, like, Facebook has it built in now where you can look at your memories from a year ago and it'll show you what you posted a year ago. So we're doing that already. But we're not we're not connecting it to... to Things like traumatic brain injury, memory loss, and stuff like that. And maybe mm-hmm. those big companies should, like, I'm really excited that you do that because those big companies should be, like, using what you've created and say, great, like, how do we help people who need this?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, with Memery, um it's funny you point out that, you know, people are using Facebook like that as a form of memory because they are. How many times you look back at your own posts, the average person and wants to know what they wrote and they look back at their own record not so much that you can see other people's records of of information but to sometimes just see their own um yeah with memory, i feel like we have uh need-based users so people like myself with memory disabilities maybe alzheimer's dementia uh others with brain injuries you know And then we have want-based users, members of the general public who just want to have a better memory and be able to use um, a digital memory strategy like that. So we think that there are different audiences, different groups of people who are using it. We also are really surprised. We found that uh, parents are recording their children's lives in it. Uh, People, the caretakers are recording the lives of the elderly. So I called the app Memory because I thought people would use it for themselves. And they are. But people are using it for other people too. And that really surprised me.
1: I think that can be really, that can be, that sounds like really awesome, and if it's, it was used the wrong way, it could also be, like, kind of scary. Um, but <laughs> That's like, what
0: technology is, right? Nowadays, modern technology can be awesome and scary at the same time. Yeah,
1: totally. So tell me a little bit about how your traumatic brain injury affects your sex life.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, one of the aspects that it's actually kind of, I've gotten to enjoy it, really, and how um, my severe memory loss has affected my sex life in that I like, with a partner after sex, to update my memory together. And that can actually be a great way to sort of touch base on the experiences that you're having with each other, you know? And you reflect on the moment, like, how do we want to write this? Like, what are you... how You know, we started in that position, we moved to that. Like, we both really like this part of it, so maybe make a note of that. And it's kind of cool, actually, to, depending on how close you are, you know, with the person you're having sex with, emotionally, mentally, to really connect with them. And then years later, like, if you want to look back and search for this type of sex, whatever, you can find out how often you've done it, how many times it's changed over the years, um, if it feels different the way you were noting it before or not. So it creates a record of memory for your sex life um, that both lets you recall it later and also makes you more aware of your sex in the moment because you're because
1: you have to attempting to make note of it. Yeah, or, yeah
0: it's, I tell people my memory is as good as I make it because yeah. it really is, you know? But yeah, like if you go to the effort to communicate and it's so much of sex is communication, obviously. So getting to share and connect with a partner like that I have people write in my memory too, if they want to write something into my memory, I, and I do like so and so typing here, so I make it clear who's writing. But that can be really great too, and people feel flattered to be put into my memory in that way.
1: I mean, well, I mean that's really important because usually when like when we're talking about a hookup or like a one one or two time casual thing, we don't really remember it. We remember we know that it happened and we know that it occurred, and that's all nice and it felt good in the moment. But then, typically, we tend to discard it because it's over and it's not something we're supposed to quote-unquote dwell on you know because it's just a hookup but for you it has to be you have to note everything because you're going to actually forget
0: well yes i mean as much as like i said we you noted that everyone else is going to forget too like they all forget like i don't remember any of my i don't think you remember all of your hookups if i may suggest i so. definitely well, I don't remember all true. of my hookups i certainly
1: don't remember all of them very true. <laughs> yeah so
0: I I talk about memory loss as universal, and that I think we all have severe memory loss. Mine is more severe, but we all forget the majority of our lives, and that's what I'm doing with my memory strategies. I'm making note of you know the sex I'm having in the moment, and then it goes you know it goes in the memory hole, and then if I search later for that term or that text or that name or whatever, the then it's hole on demand.
1: Sounds really dirty, and I think I'm gonna mark that as a possible. Title for this episode because I like that. <laughs> so you might see the memory hole beside your name when this episode comes out. Just be, just be warned.
0: Oh <laughs> damn! Look at me, look at me giving you father. I'm giving you material. The memory oh, hole man.
1: might become the name of this episode. It might just have to be.
0: <laughs> well, that being that is kind of funny if you say down the memory hole or something like that. I'm okay with that.
1: I mean, I mean, it might just have to happen. But tell me more about... <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about this communication piece. And so, like, when you when you are... Do you explain to... Or would you explain to a partner prior to the sex? Like, hey, when we're done, I'm going to have to note this in my memory log because...
0: Uh-huh. Do you, well, I mean, it, obviously, it depends on the nature of the partner. Of you know, like, over the years, it's dependent on the nature of the partner. Like, yeah. if it really is a fling, then it's a fling. Like, if everyone knows that, admits that, and it's above board, then you're not admitting a lot of things when you're having a fling. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah. just going with it. But typically, I tend to disclose about my memory disability only, you know, partly because I like to be such an open person. I'm very comfortable that way. It's who I choose to be. Yeah. I'm more open and I, than I think people need to be. You know, I personally am. Yeah, me
1: too. Um, I'm an open book to the point where it's almost a problem.
0: (laughs) Right, right. But also because with memory, one of the issues is when you don't remember someone, they think you don't care about them. It's one of the things we always associated. Like, oh, this person didn't care enough about me to remember me. And I make it clear that, hey, it's not a choice for me. I can care about you so much, but I'm going to forget because it's my disability. You know, like, so that's one of the reasons why I'm open about it. People tend not to get upset if you don't remember them, if you make it clear that you can't remember them,
1: you know? So do you have to do a lot more work to... a lot more, like, emotional labor to try to get them to see that you care? Or is it is it as simple as saying, like, hey, I have a memory disability. If I forget <sighs> you, don't think it is anything more than that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean...
0: I think in the moment, people can see and tell that I care. So, there's not so much a statement that I have to say, I care, like, it's more so just evident in your behavior, how you're talking to someone, how you're flirting, how you're kissing, how you're having sex with someone, um, whatever that means, and then you're attending to their wants and needs. Um, But it's more so the aftermath, the aftercare of just sharing like or even like beforehand when you are having sex or not, you know, just laying a sense of who you are, how you communicate and why you might want to ask later for information or details about the sex and sort of come together and group, you know, um, your thought, your thinking and say, how do we want to share this? How do we want to summarize this for uh, my memory later? You know?
1: So is there a way to do that? Like because the way you the way you describe that now sounds a little bit clinical, and that's uh-huh. fine. But is there a way? Is it, like do you turn that into like a sexy like? Hey, so like before we do this or like after we do this, I want to like <laughs> sit with you and write it out in my sexy memory. Oh, I
0: like it. So you want me? So you're saying do I seduce them with the ability to write in my memory? Later? <laughs> I mean, is it, that
1: what you're yeah, suggesting? Yeah, that is. What that is. I guess that's what I'm asking. <laughs>
0: hey baby you want to write in my memory lane?
1: <laughs> would you like to put something in my memory hole <laughs> yeah oh you
0: really are gonna like using that memory hole, aren't
1: you? it's happening um
0: well it is something that i found when i'm flirting with somebody because i'm i'm very open about my. like i said I'm, i give talks in the media and such i'm trying to publish my memoir soon like so i'm very open out there in terms of the disability and memory loss, and I'm sharing that while I'm meeting people, while I'm flirting with someone, say, you know. And that can be part of the flirting, is letting them write something into your memory, you know, and they want to share the experience with you. And that's part of connecting with somebody, really. Um, And that had been the case before I had, with a number of girlfriends that I had before, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's something that I think we take for granted, too, because so much of flirting, the way that, people who don't consider their memories as, as much as you might have to the way we flirt is really quick really like nonchalant you're really like oh maybe it was flirting maybe it was just re- maybe it was just what I was doing oh it was just it was like really like it's not something we're supposed to note whereas maybe for you it's something that you have really have to focus on well i mean i tell people
0: My memory is as good as I make it, you know, as I may have shared that thought with you. Because it is, you know, it's as good as I make it, as much as I note. And there is a limit, obviously. I don't want to go insane making as many memory notes as possible, you know. I want to just capture, essentially, and then be satisfied. So, like... And um, that tends to be the case.
1: Yeah. So, when you're writing those notes, like, is it... Are they bullet points? Because I'm picturing two things. I'm picturing... Either like bullet points of like today I had a sandwich for lunch, and it was thirty four degrees, and it's it's April and April one. And like, <laughs> that, because... see
0: that sounds more clinical to me. No, I'm picturing no. that,
1: as like, that um, is like one section, but I'm also picturing like, do you have huge journals of like, and then we did this, and then this happened. Like, how is it laid out for you in your?
0: Well, yeah, sometimes it kind of it kind of goes around, you know. Sometimes it is a very short. Uh, entry, and particularly when I was using Twitter as my memory before importing into memory.
1: yeah,
0: uh, it was particularly short, you know, because that was the infamous Twitter limit. But then I would just continue the same thought across multiple entries. There's no reason why it had to be only one. I was limited by the character limit, you know. Um, it really, it really depends, you know. I, I would say I create. Average links, typical links of a few sentences per update.
1: Okay. And then I'm
0: updating maybe every uh, few hours. It really There's kind of like a bell curve where if there's not a lot going on, then you're not updating. And then if there's too much going on, then you don't have enough time to update. So there's like a maximum amount of a bell curve sort of of the entries.
1: And I hope this isn't insensitive by asking this, but I'm just going to ask it and you can tell me if it is or not. Um... When you when you're having sex, does it feel like sometimes you're having sex for the first time again because you don't can't remember, or is there like a muscle memory? Okay. Again?
0: Well, that's kind of interesting. It's like yeah, that's not that's an appropriate question. You can ask me that. It's okay. Um, it's kind of like you know, sex so much is touch and taste and all the senses that are involved. So I'm gonna go ahead and compare went it from to
1: touch, right to taste. I love how that was like your next. <laughs> there,
0: well, I mean, because we dir- know
1: there's a dirty person in there underneath all that professionalism. I know there is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, see, I thought it was on top of the professionalism. Maybe, maybe it's underneath. I don't know where it is the dirt. <laughs> but um, well, no. I mean, obviously, we all like partners. We touch. We taste differently. And where I was going with that is kind of like i was going to go into food a little bit just to say like a comparison like you know what your favorite foods taste like yeah. you don't remember when you last had some of them maybe yeah and but you remember the experience of having it yeah. and that's what it's like for me in sex like again it goes back to the win is a big part of it but in general do i know what sex with my girlfriend is like what sex with uh, uh someone in particular was like yeah i do And do I know, in general, how we communicate sexually? Yeah, I do. Because established patterns, you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the great things about my disability. Like, yeah, experiences can get lost. But the overall tenor or feeling of your sex life or your life overall, it still remains. It still is there. So it's great to not lose all that.
1: And I guess this allows for, like, some spice in in a relationship because you it you may know that you may understand the overall general feeling of sex but you may forget this little thing that so-and-so did or the thing that's that so-and-so liked or the thing that you did so it can seem new again in a way that is exciting and different yeah is that do you think that's accurate Yeah,
0: yeah actually and it's something that say um if i'm with my partner and we want to reflect on a type of sex we had. We could search by word, you know, I could search by, by memory, by text, and I could pull up entries about that sex and like something that we wrote together after we had that sex, and we can sort of relive the sex that we had then as a result of pulling it up then. And then in this moment, experiencing what we had then even more accurately than a typical person would because you're trying to remember something and it's harder because you're experiencing it in the present, whereas what I wrote before was written at that time. And I'm seeing it exactly how it was written at that time, not how I'm trying to remember it today.
1: Yeah, so you don't you don't conflate the two things and make it turn it into this yeah. bigger thing than it is. It just is, I did right. this for so-and-so and this felt good, so uh-huh. I'm going to remember yeah. it like that. As opposed to like, and then we had this big moment and it was supposed to be this big romantic thing. Maybe it wasn't that, and th- th- like,
0: then you know exactly what it is. Or, you know, you know you've been dating, you date people for years, say, and the type of sex that you have with them changes over time, obviously, you know? Yes. Like, the, your level of comfort with them sexually, yeah. and how, your honesty with each other, and what you're willing to explore together. So it's interesting, too, in my memory, to look back and see how our relationship has changed over time sexually. That's one of the things I really enjoy as well. Looking to say, wow, we've really... We've become different, and it's a a record of how we've become different.
1: So you can see, like, four years ago with this person, I liked this, or we were doing it this way. And now, four years later, with a bit more communication or with a bit more comfortability, I can see in a record now that that we like this.
0: Yeah, pretty much, you know? or i knew we had that restraint system somewhere where did we put it let me search memory for restraint and see where it comes up
1: oh my god <laughs> i am now so curious to see what like buzzwords are in your <laughs> are in your memory bank like what things that like what, do you have whips and chains in there do you have like favorite sexy food items i'm so curious to see what's in there
0: well you are, you're actually going to have a really tough time seeing it not just because of the security of it, but because I actually I speak Korean, so I oh. write things in different uh, letters. I use English letters, yeah. but it's Korean sounds and Korean words for a lot of sexual things.
1: So I'm never gonna that. be able to figure out what i
0: No, no. If it, I, I tell people that if it looks like gibberish, I had a good time.
1: Awesome. So, so I'm that's what that, I tell people. I'm assuming that your sex journal looks like a lot of uh, a lot of Korean sounding words yeah
0: actually. and one of the reasons I did that was if I'm giving talks and I'm letting people search my memory and like giving presentations, I didn't want them to accidentally pull up the details of my sex life
1: of course, it's an added layer of privacy and like but exactly, I like, and
0: I know what it means, yeah. yeah,
1: I can just see like I can just see like cause i could imma- I could imagine you'd be going through things for a talk and you'd ha- have it up on the screen or something, and then oh there's my oh there's my Texture and I'm just, just going to go through like, oh, sorry, like, I can just see how embarrassing that <laughs> would be. Like,
0: depending, yeah, depending on the nature of the talk, absolutely. I typically don't have my, uh, my memory on display, so to speak. You know, I don't have it where I can search on a big screen and people can see all of that because, right. again, it is my private memory, you know. It yeah. would be pretty uh, bearing. It would be bearing a lot of myself. It's more than I might want to.
1: Of course and you're totally allowed to like to have that. How does how does having this an invisible disability? How do you think how do you do you have any record of how what your sex life was before the injury and how your sex uh-huh. may have changed? Do you have any record of that? Well,
0: I actually um th- thank you for asking that. I actually would say that I know my sex life uh before my injury worse uh, because I haven't been logging it. I haven't been, I hadn't been keeping track of it. You know, my injury was now almost a decade ago. So, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now. I was in my mid twenties then. So it changed, but it's actually harder to say, you know, I'm going to assume it was pretty standard, pretty typical, like a, a similar and that it hasn't, hasn't changed. Like some interests, other interests sexually, but I actually don't know it as well, and that's one of the things I'm happy about, having this disability, actually, and making more of a note of my sex life than I would otherwise, because I would have taken it for granted, you know, that I would have remembered it.
1: Totally. And that's what I was getting yeah. at. I, I had, I got the feeling that, yeah, because even I, as a disabled like we have a totally different disability, but I do have some brain damage, and I do have some... I'm not, I'm noticing as I get older, I'm having some weird, like, brain fog, memory stuff. Like, and I've talked to a lot of individuals who have really consistent brain fog. And they tell me a lot of the same stuff. Like, I have trouble remembering things. Um, so this this app is a really great. Like, it's a really great idea, and I, I I hope that it's being it it is going to be used for more like things to get people to record their stuff so that they that people with brain fog because I have a friend who I spoke to on the podcast a few months ago. She does graphic design around disability, and we talk all the time, and she'll say, oh, I'm having a bad brain fog day where I can't remember this, and I can just see this app, Mm -hmm. and this type of memory logging is something for educators or anybody, really, someone who's trying to work and and have their day-to-day and having Mm -hmm. trouble with that. I can see this app as a really great tool to help them with that.
0: Yeah, well, this is something um, research by others, not by myself, has talked about extended cognition and this idea that we're using these devices in our pockets as extensions of our own cognitive abilities, you know? And you really do see that. Um, Our phones are being used to remember numbers. How many phone numbers do you remember now?
1: Like, not
0: many, you know, your own, maybe your partners, but most people know.
1: And you only know your own because your phone tells you your number is this. Like, there's no force...
0: Or you tell so many other people. Right, right.
1: Like, there's no force recall But it's one of the things like...
0: Exactly. And so a lot of the responsibility for memory has gone away. And that's okay. I mean, let's consider that that's actually human to let responsibility for other things go to other things. Like, we wear clothes. Responsibility for keeping ourselves warm is clothing you know it's the heating system in our buildings it's not a bad thing that we have other things that we use for ourselves
1: i mean sometimes i wear clothes right now i am because i'm trying to sometimes
0: you wear clothes that's true i forgot andrew not everybody wears clothes
1: sometimes i do (laughs) a lot of the time that's not true a lot of the time i would like to be in my house naked (laughs) i'm not but i would like to be um I'm trying to think about what else I want to ask you about memory because there's a lot of stuff that I and I know the minute I stop recording I'm gonna have five more questions. Um, tell me, do you ever use your memory app or memory as like a, as a masturbation tool?
0: Oh wow!
1: Um, I would say yeah,
0: actually. In that, you know, I'm thinking myself pre-injury and most people will reflect. On experiences that they've had with yeah. partners, the things that really excited them, they really turned them on. And because memory is a form of memory for me, yeah, and that I would search for this sexual experience that I had with a, a partner and then I'd be able to pull it up and reflect on that and then enjoy that in whatever way I saw fit, you okay. know?
1: I really think that so yeah,
0: I think I've done. done that. I think our users by now have done that, <laughs> you know.
1: Maybe memory needs to have a a sexed section where like maybe we should talk about putting those two things together. Where like there could be a whole section of the app just for sexual memory because it is something as we've said that we take for granted, and this would allow us to change. Hey
0: that. man, if you know any uh, fund, if you know any funders, let me know. If you got any funders for that, let me know. Like, I, <laughs> app development, there's a lot of funding issues, so yeah.
1: It's, an, it's something we should definitely talk about more because i i love like i think there's a dirty side of this in the most positive way possible but there's a dirty side of the memory thing that could be really fun for people to engage with um,
0: well yeah i found out that it's really fun to um with like my long-term girlfriend be able to search together and reflect on experiences and look over time again how oh, how we act now, how it's changed, and to really reminisce about our sex lives in a way that having a digital memory lets you do, it could be pretty fun, pretty exciting for that reason too.
1: Do you think like videoing your sex would help with memory? Like Would that help with? And I'm because a lot of us like what do like, like homemade sex tapes and things now because digital. Is so, and I'm not asking like a dirty way. I'm asking like, would that help you with like recall as to what you like later? Seeing that, Does, would that doggy anything?
0: Huh. Well, I mean, I do think it would definitely be enjoyed later in some way or another. Um, I do think I would learn about myself. I also think people in general would learn about themselves with the sex yeah. that they've recorded. And see that they actually look this way while they're having sex. And they thought they looked another way. Or found out that they actually enjoyed this type of sex more. So... I do think um, there's potential for me to learn more about myself uh, sexually as a result. Um, I don't do much video recording, definitely not in memory. Yeah. But I think that's something that we have these, um, you know, these studios, these computer studios in our phones, in our pockets, so we can do all sorts of things, these porn production studios, you know?
1: Yeah, we really do. And i was just curious yeah. if, if, like, those two – because I – I sometimes will film myself, and then I'll watch it back later, and i like, it's really weird to watch yourself on a sex video. Um, it's, <laughs> it's very, very weird. So, and I'll watch it back later, and, like, I don't want to see myself, so I, I will turn it off very quickly, but maybe that's something people could use to, like, to better build their sexual memory if they wanted to.
0: Yeah, I could see that, if it helps them connect the dots, you know, in a way that something else, the way they were thinking of it, it wasn't helping them to remember it the way they were considering it. But then if they can consider their sex lives, their sexual acts in another way, and it clicks in their memory better in a different way of trying to consider it, then, yeah, power to them and power to technology for helping them remember their sex lives more fully.
1: Awesome. I had a question about consent that just popped in my head when we were talking. So I asked want to ask Okay. It, how, like, how does your sex how do, I almost said, how's your sexual memory and then I was like that's not what we're talking about. How does your <laughs> traumatic brain injury affect consent for you or does it?
0: Huh? I wonder. Can you do you have any idea about can you give me a suggestion about how it like, might? I guess my I'm would not, like, I promise I'm 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 just curious, yeah. I
1: guess my question would be like if if Somebody might think, listening, if he can't remember, and his partner says, like, at some point, I don't like this, Uh would that something you would write down right away so you would be able to look back and then have it logged?
0: Okay. Well, I would say, most likely, let's say I'm having sex with somebody, and everything, we're enjoying it, and then some position, let's say, this person doesn't like, and then we don't have sex in that position we stop having sex in that position, we switch to a different position. And then afterwards, like when I'm summarizing in my memory and I'm updating my memory, I would note that. Like we were having sex like this, and then we said, hey, this position wasn't so good, so we switched to this position instead. And that's something that I would have later for reference. So that's how I would update my memory. I would say, so in the moment, we wouldn't maybe stop having sex, we would just change positions. But afterwards, I would be able to summarize it and make a note about it and say, okay, for next time, maybe let's try other positions instead.
1: Right. And would you note in the the memory log, would you note, like, stuff about what you enjoyed for yourself? Like, I liked it when my partner touched me here, and I liked it when they did oh, this to me, ab- and I liked this flow job yeah. thing really good. Like, Because that's, yeah, like, that's what I would do. If I, like, it, with, with the the memory, I would be like, and I liked it when this happened, and I liked it balls being touched this way, I would definitely be...
0: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely, yes, I do, because this is my memory, it's my life, it's more full, the more information I can share with myself, and I tell people my memory is as good as I make it, you know, as I may have shared that with you, that idea, like, so yeah, I can get really into the details sometimes, because then I have a more full sexual memory, a more full sexual history for myself to look at.
1: Like, I'm seeing, not only am I seeing, like the the dirty memory sex thing I'm also seeing like <laughs> you could totally like be on the cusp of a whole new porn like porn erotica industry of like I literally could remember so I wrote it down and here's my porn book turn this into a book thing like or turn this into erotica like there's something there there's a oh I like there. this I don't know.
0: Hey Andrew, like I said, if you have the funders, if you speak to the people, pass them my way. Anybody listening
1: right now to this episode, if you have money and you want to put it into a sexy memory project, let Thomas and I know cuz this is a this could be a great idea. I don't know. Um, a lot of the time when we when we think about memory in like in coupled them in couple, dim, and relationships, there a lot of and I I'm speaking from no experience whatsoever, but people tend to say like, oh, okay. so-and-so forgot this, and oh my god, I can't believe they forgot. Have you ever experienced like those those kind of arguments with, with partners who, and again, you're very open about your disability, so I, I, I'm guessing not, but have you ever had those moments mm-hmm. where you've genuinely forgotten and then they were mad that you did? Or, like
0: Yeah, I, you know, I kind of, i think i'm so open about my disability and it's so clear that i can't remember my life events that it's really hard for someone to get angry at me about it yeah. like it would be as if they got angry for somebody without legs if they couldn't stand up like that's what i compare it to yeah you know like the person they're not going to get angry with the person without legs being unable to stand up so my being unable to remember That's not something worth getting angry about, or it's fair to get angry about. Now, however, though, there's an important caveat. There's still responsibility in my life to make note of things, and also to, say, make reminders. So I actually make a number of recurring reminders for things I want to keep in my life, in my thoughts generally. Like, okay, we're trying to do this in our relationship, so let's spend time weekly talking about this issue. And this is our time to do it. So I really, even with my memory loss, focus on responsibility, responsible behavior in terms of my sex life, in terms of the notes I'm making, uh, either prospective memory, so my memory to do things, or retrospective memory, my memory for what has happened. So it kind of covers both grounds. My calendar is a prospective memory, reminding me to do things and what will happen in the future, of course. And then my memory is my uh, retrospective memory
1: for what actually had happened. Yeah. Have you ever used your memory loss as a way to get out of, like, a bad date? As a way to be like, oh, I didn't remember. Fuck. Sorry. Gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I don't remember that, Andrew. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm not going to say yes or no there. No comment. Sorry. I'm going to leave that one there.
1: Everybody knows that no comment means yes. Oh. We've all watched enough crime dramas to know what no comment actually means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well then, no comment. But can, anyway, I what can, was your next question?
1: Cuz I can tell you that if I had if I had that issue, it's something that I like Sometimes I keep disability things in my back pocket that I know that I can say, oh, I'm having a disability issue today, I can't do that thing. Even if everything is fine, I can use the word disability issue as a reason to, like, remove myself from a situation that I don't feel comfortable in without needing an explanation.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For me, actually, um, I've thought
1: about that,
0: but I haven't really done it. I have um, seizures that are pretty well controlled by medication, And it's something where I use red, yellow, green, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's an easy way of just like communicating with my partner. Say if I'm feeling red, like, Hey, I need to be laying in a bed. I could have a seizure. If I'm like yellow, I'm unsure. Like maybe I should sit down. Maybe I should drink some water. Maybe I should do things like that. Like give myself some breathing room. And if I'm green, then it's like, whatever, good to go. But I'm usually communicating pretty easily that way with my, my partner. And that helps, but I have considered, you know, using my seizures as a way of getting out of uh, bad dates. But I've not, I've not done so. Anybody I've ever dated who's listening, I've never done that. Okay.
1: I did it. I I have a story about that. You when did I, it when I was in, I think, first year university. I met this person off an app to go have sex, and I was 19, and they were considerably older than me. They told me they were 40. I want to say they were at least 50 years old, which is fine. Which,
0: oh. No
1: age is in, and that's fine. But at the time, I was immature and, not, not, and wasn't ready for this. So this person came to my house, and we were going to do the things. And then I just wasn't feeling comfortable, and I didn't want to offend the guy, and I was trying to be really kind about it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know how to get out of it because he would put me – on my bed and I didn't know how to say I don't want to do this anymore and he he was like laying beside me and I didn't want to be rude so I said right I said you know what I feel like I'm gonna have a seizure coming on which is totally the wrong thing to do and I should never have done it but I definitely was like I'm gonna have a seizure and I don't have a seizure disorder but I said I'm gonna have a seizure you need to go and he freaked out enough and like left and when he left I was like okay I feel safe now I feel it's like thank you, thank you that this person didn't understand, thank you, thank you. So, like, it was a... I would never do that now because I respect people who have seizure disorders, and I would never use that to, like... But at the time, when I was 19, it felt, it mm-hmm. felt like a great idea to get out of this thing.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, well... I, I'm glad you were able to get out of an uncomfortable situation. That's what... I'll say that.
1: Yeah. Was, All right? I mean, it, was, um, it was safety first. Now... As a grown up, like at thirty five, I would never, I wouldn't do that. But I like that's something when we were talking about like things I've done to get into bad dates. That's that was one that I that just clicked, and I was like, I have to tell the story. Um, I'm wondering with your memory stuff when you, if you were to look at like a picture of you and your, or like a a sexy partner, does that jog anything for you? Like if you were to look at a picture of Mm -hmm. you of you two, like I don't know, lying in bed in a picture, does would that Mm -hmm. help? Does that help memory recall, or is it totally not the same thing?
0: Sure, sure. I would say, um, yes, that it would help. It would. Um, this is where you're getting into, like the distinction between recognition memory and recall memory. In general, like we all have worse uh, memory when it comes to recall versus recognition. It's easier for us to recognize things than it is for us to. Spontaneously be able to describe them. If I show you like a, you know, like I don't know, a restaurant, and you can tell me if you've been there before or not. Yeah. You know, that's your recognition memory, obviously. Now, if I tell you to actually, without no, going to the restaurant, like draw it for me, like recall what it looked like, that's obviously going to be so much harder for you and for everybody. You know, and you can see that with partners too. Like, if you asked for me to remember like an ex-girlfriend. Um, some things come more readily, you know, like memory wise, certain, uh, behaviors, how she may have smiled, you know, um, that will come more readily because that's what you identified with. That's what I latched onto, but harder, obviously it would be harder for other things. Um, but if you shared more with me and that's what memory can do, it lets me pull up other information that then I can fill in more of the blanks because they've already been filled in by my memory you know that I'm able to add more to what's there and be like oh yeah right this was also the case or oh wow yeah we would um talk like that before having sex you know like yeah okay I can see that
1: awesome I was just thinking about when we talk about disability and you met you you wrote something out in your questionnaire that just kind of struck me as I was reading it just now um uh in terms of like disclosure and how to disclose the fact that you have a disability. Is there, like, a... Because when I'm, when I'm flirting with a dude and I want to explain how my disability works and I want to, like, make him get in my pants and be excited, I, I, <laughs> I play with the fact, like, oh, I have a joystick, want to touch my big joystick. Like, I joke pretty quickly about how I'm disabled right away to make them yeah. comfortable. Is there a way...
0: To diffuse the tension, right? Yeah. Is if there, there's any tension, yeah. Is
1: there a way you've, like, done that with your memory loss? Have you made it into, like, a sexy thing? You can, like... Entice people
0: mm. with? Well, I really like that question. Thank you. I wasn't um, thinking about it just before uh, during this conversation. But it's... I actually, yeah, I'm able to describe it when I'm flirting with people that my memory loss can be liberating in the sense that I'm not tied down to how I have to have sex, you know, that I have this established pattern of behavior that I must behave this way with this person. It's instead more open to the moment, what feels more natural in the moment. And I'm less tied down to how I believe I have to act sexually. I can instead respond to how it feels in the moment. And does it seem natural then to behave sexually, to flirt with this person, to touch them here versus there? And it's really, it can be very liberating to actually not be tied down by um, memory a number of times.
1: That's awesome. I also think they're like, I'm seeing there's, you could say to like a prospective partner when you're flirting, like, hey, if you do something silly here, don't worry because I'll forget it. Like, I could see that being something you could play with. To make the partner like, because you know when you're flirting with somebody, you're nervous. You're so nervous, you're gonna do something silly and make mm-hmm. them feel like, oh no, I'm gonna say the wrong thing. I'm gonna do something weird. They're not gonna like me. Like, and you can use the memory thing as like a, don't worry. I might, I'll forget it. <laughs> it won't be, lo- it won't be logged in. Don't worry. Is that like, could you see yourself playing with something like that?
0: I mean, I suppose I could, and if I was a a different person, then I would. Um, But in general, I hope that I let people feel relaxed and calmer around me. And that's why I have the, you know, the Let's Love Each Other tattoos on my arms I mentioned. And just in general, wanting to be a calming guy, uh, a source of... Relaxation for people, you know, exciting, excitement, and tension sexually, but at least once they realize that I'm flirting and I'm kind of funny, silly, sexy about it, they tend to people tend to let their guard uh, ease up a bit and tend to feel more relaxed. Such that I'm not using my memory loss as a way to relax people. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah,
1: totally, totally. And yeah, so, like, and it's so awesome that you don't do that. But I like, I know for me, I would, I would to make a joke to calm down, I would probably say something to the effect of like, hey, don't worry, if if this goes horribly wrong, it'll be forgotten. Like, haha ha funny. Like, and again, that's an off-color joke, but it, it would be a way that I would also relax myself to know that if I fucked up, I'll up. Sure. Fro- I'll well, hey,
0: I mean, it's one of the things, like, depending on how intimate it is, how close I am with the person, we will write in my memory together about the sex that we had. And that's where, I, again, my memory is as good as I make it. We decide what we're going to include or not, you know, mm-hmm. how nervous it was, how natural it felt, how, how we overcame it or didn't, you know, like it can be, it can be a lot of information. I have tens of thousands of entries saved over so dying almost see... two a decade.
1: <laughs> I want to see them so much. Um, <laughs> I want to see what's in your memory hole. Also. Oh man! Do you um do when you ever when you're writing those <laughs> when you're writing those logs with the partner? Do you ever embellish them? Do you ever like put? Is it, is it ever a mixture of fantasy and reality, or is it always like this is actually what happened?
0: Well, it, there is some excitement for a poetic license, and I would in the moment of making that entry. I'd probably note that Poetic License was taken or I would probably otherwise share that this is a a slightly different take on what happened or a tongue-in-cheek or something because, again, it is actually as good as I make it. This is Mm -hmm. actually my memory Mm -hmm. because my organic memory is pretty much gone. So I want it to be as accurate as it can be. But then I also want it to be fun. It is for me. It could be playful, it could be humorous, and it can be both, you know, we can actually put in the truth about the sex that was had, but then we can write under that, we can write something that was amusing, different, sort of like a fantasy take, you know, something
1: like that. That's what I'm talking about, memory porn, there needs to be, like, can we, can we please start a subset of porn that's called memory porn, or memory porn? It.
0: Yeah, yeah, if we need to put it in the memory hole, we can do that with the memory porn, maybe we can do other things, okay?
1: Amazing, this was, this was such a fun conversation, I really, really thank you for being so open with me today and sharing all this stuff, because it really opened my eyes to stuff that I didn't really understand about memory loss and how that works for you, and I think what you've created for yourself is, and for others, is such a great, really interesting, really under discussed thing and so I'm, I'm really excited for it for you to have made it
0: well andrew um, thank you very much i'm as excited as you are i want to get my book published as soon as possible i'm making the very last edits to it now amazing so that'll be out there yeah, yeah that's
1: a tough and
0: one. i did i tell you the title for it
1: are you i think you said it was no you told me a chapter in it What what's the title of it
0: yeah i told you one of the chapters was The Day I'll Never Remember, The Day I'll Never Forget. Yeah. No, but the title of it is I'm Sorry That's Awesome. <laughs> because I'll tell people that I can't remember my life, they say I'm sorry almost all the time. I tell them I have a digital memory, they say that's awesome. Oh,
1: and that's people okay. usually say it
0: within seconds of each other.
1: So it's, yeah. The two responses, like literally back to back.
0: It, it happens so much. I said that should be the title because that feels like my story. People go from feeling sad to feeling amazed uh, in a very short period of time. Do you, and so do my sexual partners, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, like, how do you... When you let, let's go there for just one second before we end off here because I want to... That's a great, weird question. Um, do you... What, if a partner was like... If you were like, hey, I have, I have memory loss, and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And then you go, like, but don't worry. After we fuck, I'm going to write it down and it'll be super hot. Like is that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, that is. I feel like you're
1: far too. professional it, it,
0: it, it, to it, depends. Like... it depends is what I'll say. It depends. I mean, I'll say. But that's one of the great things is that I remember the overall feeling with the person. Maybe not so much what we. Did at that time when that was you know, but yeah, there's still some semblance and it's great to combine both my Muscle memory my feeling of the sex I had and then the reality of, terms of what I noted right my notes about the sex We had and to re-experience as I was saying before Like yeah, it's 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 fun to have the variety and then of course we take photos and videos That's what we're all doing now yeah. Um, as much as we want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is... I share so openly about my disability also because, hey, it it is consensual. I mean, it is my private memory that I'm making these notes. I'm not blasting them on social media. But I am... Everyone knows that I am noting about my life because I have to, you know? Yeah.
1: And, and also because I want to. Yeah, yeah. And there's something... I just think there's something really... Because it makes me... Th- it has... Re- this whole conversation with you over the last hours made me think about... Even the sex I had the other day, I'm like going back in my head, being like, "Did I do I remember what that was like? Do I like should I have noted it down? Like, I'm having sex, you know, tomorrow and the next day, and I'm like, you know, when I'm done, should I like make a log about it?
0: Your your choice, man. It's as good as you make it. You know, like for me, I like to note down like this, the positions we had sex in. Um, I like that it automatically because it creates an entry. It saves for me the time of the day. Yeah. So I'm able to yeah. actually, I can answer interesting questions about myself. Like, am I having different positions of sex at different times of the day?
1: Can you like, get, I'm actually
0: like, able to answer that objectively.
1: Which, and I mean, so many of us could not, like, I don't really remember all the positions that I'm in sometimes. I mean, I do because I have only one position. But I can imagine that, that able-bodied people don't remember all the positions they're in all the time. Do you, like, can you give us a template of what a a sex entry might look like? Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Um, I would say uh, probably um, had sex with blank person, okay, Um, in the blank place. So let's say had sex with a person in kitchen standing up, you know, uh, across the table. Uh, is one option, you know, um, or we started kissing in the living room and then we went to the bedroom and this is what an entry would actually seem like. Like I'd be noting that in the entry. Yep. Um, and then we had sex in, uh, reverse cowgirl say, or, uh, in doggy or missionary and just go through and say like variety of those types of things. Um,
1: and I yeah. suppose that helps you catalog... Like, I learned so much about you in that little template of what... Like, I learned a lot about Thomas Dixon and that really big template about, like, <laughs> the positions you enjoy. But that must also catalog for you, like, what you like so that you can you, you can look back and remember those.
0: Yeah, but also what I think is really cool, it's what I like, but then I can also see my own sexual history objectively. I could search for a position, and I could see if I'm mentioning it more or less over time. And like, oh wow, it looks like that sexual position, I've been mentioning it less over time. Maybe I don't like it as much. Maybe my partner doesn't like it as much. Maybe we like it. Maybe we should try it again. Like, yeah. So it's actually cool to have that sort of sexual history
1: for myself. It sounds in, like for my, myself. it actually could really bond you and a partner way closer than the average sex partner, because you have to.
0: I'm glad you said that. It really does. I look at memory entries together with people, um, both sexual entries and non-sexual entries. You know, if I'm meeting up with a friend and we're looking at when we last were together, it's great to bond and reconnect over that, you know? Like, I've been able to use it in such a variety of ways, however you would use memory, you know, both sexual and otherwise.
1: I I, I was just thinking also in terms of, like, sexual health, that log is probably, like... For say say, for well for anybody who has we all we all have to take care of our sexual health. But if you were going, going to go to a doctor and say, you know, I think I might have this STI or I might need to get tested for this or I might need this, you could have a log of like, here's my last had sex, here's what we did, because you know they ask you like, what what was your last sexual encounter, yeah. did you, what do you think it happened, and when we're at the doctors we mm-hmm. tend to we tend to Oh no, I don't remember or I'm going to lie and I'm not going to like with this log though, it can allow you to be 100% truthful because you wrote it down.
0: A- Absolutely, and I could be noting things like I is that a symptom of I I just re- I just realized there's that spot there. Is that a symptom of or like and I can note when I first noticed it, you know, if that's the case or anybody, you know, could in their memory.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so that really creates that record. I I don't use it I, I mean, I use it in all manners of my health, but I've used it a lot in terms of seeing my neurologist for seizures because I'm able to search seizure in my memory and all of the entries related to that will come up and I'm able to say to them, hey, I felt like this happened then. OK, I haven't had something feeling like a seizure for months now. This is really working for me. So it has the sexual implications, of course. And it has other health implications as I've seen.
1: Yeah, and I just think that for the healthcare community, because they're so... Unfortunately, the healthcare system all over the world is really ignorant when it comes to disability. So something like this... Absolutely. Something like this could really change the game for healthcare practitioners to get a leg up on what a disabled person is really feeling and have a written record of that so that it isn't all... Because so many people with disabilities, when they have a feeling and they go to their healthcare practitioner, the doctor will say oh, that's it's not like that, let me it's just in your head, or it's not really this way or it isn't this way, and you'll have to constantly convince the doctor that no, it does feel like this, this way at least they have a written record of, hey, today Thomas was feeling this way um, he wrote it down, so because I can see it, I might actually believe him more
0: Yeah, it's there's that, of course, and there's also, we have a lot of, we people, everybody has a present bias, and we think that our life is actually more like it is, like our life overall is more like it is now, like currently how we're living, yeah. than it actually was, like a year ago, two years ago, you now. So that's one of the things I hope to eliminate or reduce with uh, memory, is my present bias, how much a memory is affected by what I think today, because if I made it in the time I made it, then... It doesn't have that present bias as much, I hope. Yeah, and that's the same for sexual health too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I just, I, I, I just see me. I'm just picturing like so many different layers of this thing you've created that could totally help so many disabled people and non-disabled people really change the way we look at our, at our lives. And I think, I remember when I when I watched your video earlier today, I was like, this is. a I was kind of weirded out. I was like, this is weird, but this is not. How we do memory, but then as I w- I watched it again and I went, no, this is actually a really great, like, accessibility tool, but we're not talking about it enough.
0: Sorry, I lost you there a bit. The signal.
1: Sorry, I was saying that you know when I first watched your video, I watched it and I was like, this is a, this is really weird. Like this is so it seemed really futuristic the idea of writing down your memory, but after talking with you today and like seeing how you use it, it's such an I think it's such an important tool for disabled people to and not, and non disabled people to just have a log of, of their lives and to look in memory and, and what they do yeah. in their day a different way. And also it allows for us to Absolutely take, take responsibility for stuff as opposed to just forgetting it because I won't remember.
0: Absolutely. I see a lot of responsibility here and I talk about myself being a need based user People with disabilities need base users, and then the general public want base users. Uh, everybody trying to have a better memory as a result of having a digital memory um, that you can't lose, that you you can add as much to as you want to. Uh, so these sorts of issues, yeah, I think there is a huge degree of uh, personal accountability, responsibility, and self-awareness that you can get. Um, and that's why I really liked this idea of calling my book, I'm Sorry That's Awesome, for both what I lost with my organic memory abilities and then how I opened these doors of possibility, really, for what I could do now that I have this type of technology available. It's a very exciting time for digital natives, you know, people who were born around the time of cell phones coming out, around this time, you know, and to be able to use these extended cognition devices for sexual health for health overall like
1: for the possible, sexual- I'm,
0: I'm, I'm very excited what we're going to see in the coming decades too you know
1: yeah or for, not just sexual health but just for sexual enjoyment this could cha- this has clearly through our conversation today and talking with you you you've shown me that it's changed the game and that's awesome
0: well thank you i'm very flattered for uh you sharing so and it really has um I'm really glad I didn't stick with what some therapist doctors said in the beginning to write down my memory in a notebook um, because you were sharing about how – what therapist doctors may recommend and what actually could work now. They needed to modernize the strategies okay. to recognize the computers we have in pockets you know. now and how I don't have to write down my memory. I could create a searchable one instead, you know, like – I'm just so excited by what these developments may mean for us and our happiness and our sexual fulfillment in all realms of our lives, really.
1: And I just think I'm going to champion this wherever I go because it's just such a great thing you've done. Um, We've hit the hour mark. We did it. We got all the way to the hour. So... woohoo! Yeah, we did it. So, Thomas Dixon, thank you for talking to me about your memory hole. Um... (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm, uh, this is going to follow me a little bit. It's going to follow think. you
1: forever. How, <laughs> oh, how can people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your work? How do they follow you? How do they, how do they contact you? Sure,
0: sure. Well, they can feel free if they want to uh, email me, reach out uh, related to memory. Uh, my email is thomas, so T H O M A S, at your digital memory. Dot-com so the words all spelled out your digital um, our website is your digital so they can feel free to go to the website uh, I'm updating the blog there bi-weekly, so I'm posting updates related to memory progress and such um, I have uh, Media pages on Facebook uh, what they call fan pages. I call media pages. There's one for me uh, Thomas a Dixon jr. And there's one from Memory, just uh, M-E period M-O-R-Y. So if the story – if I'm sharing media stories, if they're more so related to me, it goes on my page. If they're more so related to memory overall, it goes on that page. And I share across both. But that's how I've been distinguishing it. So all of that information's out there currently.
1: Fantastic. I'll make sure that it's in the show notes for the show. Uh, this was great. I really learned a lot, and it taught me – it again – the next time I have sex, I I I'm gonna start a little log of what I did, so that I can write. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page from your book and and really do that for myself to see how that changes the memory of what I do. So thank you for that.
0: Well, I'm excited to uh, maybe see what's in your memory hole at some point.
1: <laughs> You're such a flirt. You're such a flirt. <laughs>
0: Oh, thanks, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, Thomas, this
1: was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on today, and we'll talk soon.
0: Yes, take care.
1: Bye. All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been talking, where I've been doing talks, and if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on insta, twitter and facebook at the andrew Gerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on twitter at disaftdarkpod or on facebook at facebook.com/disabilityafterdark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto. And that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully independent program, you can head over to patreon.com disabilityafterdark and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that. And I, I will give you a shout out on the air and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Lastly, if you want to be a part of Disability After Dark, you can submit your suggestions, story ideas, or your minisodes to our email inbox, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next time, right here on the program Shining a Bright Light. On Sex and Disability, Disability After Dark Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created and produced by Andrew Gerza and Cripple Content Creations, with music by Chris Sugiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings and and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019.